name we pray. Amen. So I want to talk about freedom. See, I had to watch. What is your movie, baby? Braveheart. Like almost every other weekend when I was at Fuller. Because that's all Benjamin wanted to watch, right? And if we didn't watch it, you know what I had to do? I was the only one person, right? And then Benjamin and my best friend Anna would act out the whole movie. Well, at least, you know, some parts of the movie. Freedom, right? You would give your life for freedom, right? You would, you would really give up a lot of things to fight for freedom and to set people free. Amen? Galatians 5.1. It is for what? Freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Everybody say, stand firm. Then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You know what that means? You already possess the freedom. You don't need to fight for it anymore. Christ already paid the price for it. Amen? You don't have to fight for it, but you do have to stand firm in it. Because the enemy comes to push you away from that place of freedom. Amen? Amen? So you are free. Christ has set us free. And this new level, this new season that we are all in. Okay, what's going on here? It's kind of distracting. I'll wait. (laughs) Is everything okay? You need something? Something needs to be turned off? See, I'm free to stop and see what's going on and remove every distraction. I'm free. I'm free, right? I don't have to, like, act like I don't see what's going on. I could, I could actually say, what's going on? I could talk. I could, I'm free. I'm free. And in this new level, in this new season that we are in, right? You're in the new level, right? It is characterized by a higher level of freedom. Hmm? Today, I want to expose some lies of the enemy that keeps you bound. You're free, but you're living as if you are bound because of a lie. Hmm? The enemy has tricked some of us, God's people, to misunderstand what it means to be free. Okay? So we're going to talk about some freedom here. Definition of freedom. You ready? Stay the state of being free or at liberty rather than in confinement or under physical restraint. The power to determine action without restraint. Amen? You okay? An absence of undue restriction and an opportunity to exercise one's right and powers. And I'm going to exercise that. So if you are distracting, I'm going to exercise my right and my power in the kingdom without restriction. What's going on, Joseph? What are you talking about? Listen. In the kingdom of God, we possess kingdom rights. You have a kingdom right. You have a kingdom right and you have kingdom power as a child of God. So freedom in Christ means that we have no restriction over those rights and power. You're free. You're free to love, free to dance, right? 
free to serve, free to pray, free to preach the gospel, free to set people free. You're free. Hmm? But how many of us truly live in the fullness of the freedom that Christ has set us free from? One more thing. Myung, Pastor Myung Ha preached a powerful sermon on the same topic last night. So you want to get to the ARC website and you want to listen to that because she gives an amazing, powerful, like biblical foundation of the power of restraint. Okay? The power of freedom under restraint. So you want to hear that. It's so awesome. So this is part two. So you want the fullness of it? You got to listen to hers after you listen to me. Okay? All right. So we are free. We see freedom as an absence of restriction and restraint. Right? Freedom in Christ is living a life that is absent of fear and anxiety. Because a lot of times, we're mighty, but we are, we are restricted. We are limited. We are restrained by fear, by anxiety. I want to go hang out with Lana, but I'm kind of afraid. What if she doesn't like me and she rejects me? And that fear and anxiety keeps me bound. Hmm? But it's my right. It's my right to have an intimate relationship with my brother, with my sister in Christ. Freedom in Christ. Free of, freedom from fear and anxiety. However, the enemy has taught you and I that all restraints are bad. Hmm? So you must fight against any kind of restraints out of fear and out of anxiety. But what we have to understand is that anything that we do out of fear is not out of freedom. You're trying to restrict me. You want me to serve here? No, I want to serve here. You're, you're restricting me. And when you do anything out of fear, it's not out of freedom. You hear me? So... Lie number one. We're going to expose some lies today. Lie number one. All restrictions, all restraints are bad. That's a lie. There are some good restraints. Good restriction. Godly ones. The good ones that set you free. That keep you free. Hmm? Lie number two. You must fight against all types of restraints. You must fight it. You must fight. Fight it. Fight for your freedom, right? When you're already free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Everybody say, stand firm. firm. You are already free. Hmm? You don't need to be fighting for it. But we do need to stand firm against the lies of the enemy. Listen to this. When you are fighting for the freedom that you already possess, it means that you have been bound by the lies of the enemy and you are fighting on the wrong side against the wrong people. Okay? Today, God wants to set you free, set you free from some lies of the enemy. You could stop fighting. It's already yours. You know, when I look at Alethea, ever since like maybe she turned two or so, she fights with other friends that are her age. One of the things that she fights about, and it's kind of funny and crazy, she goes, it's my mom, this is my mommy. No, that's my mommy. And she would just like wail 
just because like I I hugged a, another girl or something, or another girl ran and hugged me or something, she holds on to me. That's my mommy, and she fights. And I'm thinking, everybody knows I'm your mommy. <laughs> I know, you know, that the whole world knows. If they don't know, I'll make sure to let them know that Sunny Sun Robinson is a lady as mommy. She doesn't have to fight for that truth. Wow. I'm already her mother. Yeah. Freedom is yours already. You possess it just like Alethea has me as, as her mother. It's really in vain. But then when you believe a lie, you fight this vain fight that is unnecessary. Lie number three, you are not free and you don't possess the freedom. You know, so many of us, we fight for stuff. That's already in us. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to do, give you three signs of bondage. Okay? If you have any one of us, one of this, that means you're bound. So lift your hands and I'll set you free. Okay? All right? Because I do have that kingdom power. Yes, I set you free. Okay. Sign number one. If you are constantly fighting, you're bound. If you feel the need to constantly fight for your rights and fight. I am entitled to this. This is mine. This Something is not right inside. Somehow you have a misconception of freedom in your heart. It's my right to do this and I have to fight for it. And But like everybody, it's already yours but you're fighting for it. Something isn't right. Something in your heart. Something is misaligned the misconception of the enemy has already taken a place inside of your heart another sign of bondage you live with fear and anxiety and the actions that you do take they come out of fear i gotta do this out of fear i can't do that because i'm afraid okay number three another sign is inability to enjoy the blessings that you already possess it's yours. You know, when I bought these shoes, when God set me free from the poverty mindset, I've been wearing this every day. I don't care if it matches or not. They look cute and they're comfortable. Hmm? I'm going to enjoy the blessing that I possess. You know, I know some millionaires. that They have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in their bank. But they're afraid to buy a house. You could buy like five houses with just interest only. You could like feed like thousands of orphans. But they're afraid to buy a house. They live in an apartment. They're afraid to go to Starbucks. And so they go to the gas station and buy that 99 cents. You're a millionaire. You could afford. Right? Frappuccino or something. You could afford to buy the whole church frappuccino every week. Enjoy the blessings that you already possess. But when you aren't able, that means you are bound. Hmm? You are bound. You know, some of us, we're not really bound, but we think we are and we live as we, if we are bound. You know, a lot of times we see prison doors are wide open. The lock 
that once locked you is broken. But then you keep going inside the prison door and closing it. What's some you know like you know those big locks that's thick? Like some many times like we lost the key like around the gate and so we would have to bring that what do you call those the big wrench thing and we would have to like break it. Once it's broken, you can't reuse it. You hear me? It's even if you try, I don't care how how I don't know, resourceful you are. You can't use a broken lock. And there's a broken lock on the floor, but you keep going inside of the prison door and living inside. You're free. You are free, but you're living as if you're not. And then I see some Christians who are really bound, but their bondage is result of a lie. It seems like every time I preach, I talk about Korean drama. It's your inheritance, church. The revelations that I receive from Korean drama, it's your inheritance. See, I saw this drama called City Hunters. Oh, watch it. It's really good. They have amazing fight scenes. Good-looking people are on there. It's really, really good. Anyway, this boy gets kidnapped by this man. And he raises this boy as his adopted son. He, and he tells him a lie. You know, I am your daddy's best friend. And this enemy of your father killed your father. And I brought you, I'm raising you as my own. But you know what? We're going to revenge together. And like he's teaching him like martial arts, taekwondo, and like how to shoot, right? All, ever since young, he's, he's like, he lives in the jungle somewhere. And he's learning how to how to fight and his one and only goal is revenge for his father but at the end in reality the very man that he was fighting against his is his real biological father he believed a lie and he was on the wrong side fighting the wrong person whatever but so many of us christians we believe, we believe a lie of the enemy and we fight on the wrong side, fighting the wrong people. Lie number four. Your pastors are trying to control you and restrain you. You must fight for your freedom against their control. We don't want to control you. Can, do you know how tiring that would be to control every single one of you? Think this, don't think that. Do this, don't do that. Eat this, don't eat that. Drink that, don't drink. Now that's bondage. Yeah. If we live like that. Can I just set you free? We don't want to control you. You don't have to fight for it. You hear me? You don't have to fight for it. That's a lie of the enemy. But we have this misconception of freedom inside of our hearts. And so when somebody, when your pastor or your leader says, come for prayer at 1045 and seek the face of God, something inside says, no. <laughs> hmm? Power. There's power in restraining. But there are two types of restraints. Number one. There are restraints that really do bind you. But there are good and godly restraints that set you free and keep you free. 
You see, the good restraints from the right person, like God, is liberating. It's liberating. Hmm? There are restrainings that lead to bondage, to control you, to make you do what you don't want to do, to chain you down and to make you a slave, right? And we've seen some abusive boyfriends and husbands. They want to restrain their wives and their girlfriends with fear, hmm? with their fists. I've, I've, I've knew, I, I knew a woman who couldn't even call her own mother out of fear of her husband. Now that's bondage. Those restraints lead you to bondage. You better get out of those bondages. Hmm? We fight human trafficking. We, we rescue girls and boys. That's a real bondage. If you're fighting that kind of restraint, guess what? You're on the right team. You're on the right side. However... The enemy allures God's people through a misconception of freedom to bind them. He says, you are free to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do, with whomever you want to do. You're free. No restriction. In reality, that's satanic. Myungha hmm? said it. And when we study in School of War Mission about uh, satanism, you know, one of their one rule is do what you want. Without any restriction. The actions that come out of this kind of freedom, it actually binds you more and more. The, the enemy allures you. Freedom to sin, to do whatever you want. To drink, to get drunk, to date non-Christians, or to do this or to that. You're free. That alluring actually binds you more. Hmm? You know, we know... When we were at Fuller, Benjamin and I, we served at this um, place, transitional home for homeless families. And we got to deliver this 20-year-old man. And, you know, he grew up angry because he grew up abused by his own father. He was so angry, he wanted to hurt everybody around him, including his father. And that anger led him to hatred. That hatred led him to wanting to torture or kill or hurt people that he doesn't like. But he felt powerless. You see, a five-year-old, when your father is shooting at your family and you're trying to protect a two year, your, your, your siblings that are two or three years old, that, pretty, you feel pretty powerless, huh? And, you know, as he was growing up, he wanted power. Power to hurt those that he doesn't like. And you know what he did? He made a covenant with Satan. Satan said, you do what I say, I'll give you all that power you want. And he said he has so much power that he could curse somebody in his mind and it happens. Do you know how many people? I, I can't give you the details. You don't, do you know how many people that he killed? Up in 20s, he killed. Killed out of anger. But you know what? In the beginning, he enjoyed that power. He, he, he enjoyed watching his enemy suffer. But the more, the more he followed that path, he said the voices 
of the enemy got stronger and stronger. And that voice was telling him to curse his own mother, to curse his own people that he loves. It's like, no, I don't want to. But then the fear came over him. If you don't curse them, I will curse you. If you don't torture them, you will be tortured. If you don't kill them, I will kill you. You see, he thought it was freedom, a power. At the end, he was bound. You know, some of us, we use freedom to indulge in our flesh. Hmm? Galatians 5.13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, you are called to be free, but do not, Paul says, do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. A lot of times, this is what I see. Okay, let me, before I say this, I have to qualify. To drink a glass of wine, it's not sin. Okay, let me just put it out there. Well, Benjamin, Benjamin, we don't drink. But if you have a glass of wine with your dinner with your spouse, it's not sin. So don't be bound by what I'm about to say. Okay? I just, I just expose, you know, break that lie of the enemy. Okay? But, you know, in a lot of times, I see Christians fighting for their right to drink. It's like something, who's, nobody's against them. It's not wrong to drink a glass of wine with my dinner. And those people that fight for that, right? A little bit after a while, they fight. Nobody asked them. It's not wrong to go have a beer or two with my co-workers. Hey, I'm supposed to be the light. That's where they go. That's where I want to go. And then that leads to enjoying once or twice a week at happy hour. And then that leads to, you know what? I got I got to get in deeper relationship with my co-workers. And so and so we're, you know, I'm going to go over to their house and we're going to have, you know, some intimate time while they drink. But, you know, I, I got I to gotta connect with them. You understand? So I, I, it was out of love. <laughs> and what happens is when you have that, 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 that urge to fight for the freedom that you already possess, that means something isn't right inside. And when you are living with that, it will lead you very slowly but surely into the world. You understand? Amen? Lie number five. You are free to do whatever you want, and you are not your brother's keeper. I don't care if it stumbles you. It's my right. And you know what the Bible says? When you exercise your freedom, but that becomes a stumbling block to your brothers and sisters, it says you're sinning against Christ. I'm not making this up. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 9 through 13. Read through this with me. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone with a weak conscience sees you who have this knowledge, talking about the freedom, okay? Knowledge eating in an idol's temple, won't he be emboldened to eat what has been sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother for whom Christ died is 
destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against your brothers in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause him to fall. When you love, you are more than willing to be restrained by love. In actuality, restraints from love is liberating. It liberates you. It liberates others. When you're in love, okay? When you're in love with another person, the you know, you are restrained by each other's love. You know, before you had that DTR, define the relationship, and you haven't really committed to one another, right? And so you are free to date anybody else. If you're in love with that person, do you think you feel free? That you could at any time date anybody else? No, you're more scared. Whoa, what if that person, like, what if he doesn't love me like I love him? What if he chooses to date another person? Actually, you're more anxious. But once you have that DTR, I'm talking about someone that you love. Once you have that DTR and you're committed to one another, man, that restraining sets you free. Hmm? I trust Benjamin, and Benjamin trusts me. But you know what? We are both restrained by each other's love. And so even though he trusts his own heart, he's not going to take, you know, someone beautiful in 20s by the ocean to have a counseling session. (laughs) Sonny, she needed me. But that restraining sets me free because I know that his heart is restrained by my heart. And he's, gonna, he's not going to go outside. You know, when I, before I had Alethea, I could go over to your house and hang out till 1 a.m. if I wanted to. No problem. Once I had Alethea, it restrained me. Mothers, right? Let's go get boba. 10 p.m., I'm going home. I got to put this baby to sleep, and I got to go to sleep. Because when she wakes up the next day, guess what? I have to wake up too, right? But you know what? This restraining that I have being a mother, I wouldn't trade it with anything. Even if you offer me a million dollars and say, I'll take a late yes, so you could be free from that restraint. No way. No way. No way. Restraints from love is liberating. I feel so liberated to love her. To love, like I could, I, I'm able to love more than I could ever love because of my daughter. Hmm? Even in my relationship with my pastor, I actually feel liberated when he restrains me. I'll tell you the truth. In the beginning, when he did tell us, don't do that or do that. First, I was like, what? Wait, like, wait, but God, wait, is this okay? Because you're a human being. Can a human being, like, direct me like that? Like, when I heard God told me to do this. I, to tell the truth, like, it didn't feel comfortable. But I still had to obey. <laughs> obey the voice of God. And, you know, when I, when I did listen to his restraining, you know what? It actually worked out for better. There are times where Benjamin came and kneeled before me. And said, I'm sorry. It's all my fault. Please forgive me. And I'm like, what's going on? 
Pastor Daniel commanded me <laughs> to go home and go on my knees and repent that I was wrong. I kind of liked it. So every time we're in disagreement, I said, go see Pastor Daniels. But you know, when he did that, though, you don't know how liberating, how healing that was. Because Benjamin and I are both very stubborn, strong-willed people who fought for power in the beginning of our marriage. I'm entitled to this power. You cannot take it away from me. And vice versa. But after many years of power struggle for my husband, because of my pastor's commandment, came, kneeled before me, and repented. It's liberating. You know? I, you know, you all know, we live in this big, beautiful house. In the beginning, I fought it. I said, it's against all the values that I lived with all my life. You don't live beyond your means. And Pastor Daniel says, Sonny, do not limit God from blessing you. If it just affects you, that's okay. But God is saying you're a prophetic sign to your people. You're limiting God's blessings to your people. And I had to obey. And you know what? I'm so thankful I obey because I love that house. (laughs) I'm enjoying. See, I'm free. I'm not bound. I enjoy the blessings of God. Amen? Hmm? Just like Apostle Paul, if exercising my freedom in any way, eating, drinking, or anything, becomes a stumbling block to my weak brothers and sisters, out of love, I will not let it touch me. Out of love, I willingly give that right. Hmm? Out of love. Out of love. There are things Benjamin and I gave up. Well, in the beginning, we fought it a little bit. But we learned. We gave up willingly. Hmm? Because of love. And if we have this attitude, it's not fair. It's my right. The whole American entitlement, entitlement issues, it's not fair. Once we enter into that attitude, we have just exited from the love that God called us to walk in. 1 Corinthians 10.23 says what? Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. So when you are fighting for something, you ask these questions. Is this permissible most of time? Yes. Is this beneficial? No. Then you stop. Is this constructive? No. Then you stop. But people are so afraid of the restraints that bind them that they even reject the good restraints that lead them to freedom. Hmm? So let's talk about restraining that leads to freedom. Because there are restraints that set you free. It's never to control you. It's never to limit limit you. It's never to enslave you. But it's to protect you. It's to to keep you safe. Hmm? And when you embrace this, man, it's so liberating. I told you when I came back from Indonesia that through restraining, 
God delivered me once and for all. And my husband could testify to this. Once and for all, God liberated me from the poverty mindset. You know, even if I got, I have $10 in the bank. Even if I had $10,000 in the bank, I always felt like I lacked and that something was going to happen. It may not be enough, so I cannot really touch. I cannot really enjoy. I cannot really eat what I want to eat. I could only eat what's on sale. I could only buy shoes from Payless. I could only go to Walmart. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You know, and I thought all these years I was just frugal. I was just being responsible. And I thought Benjamin, every time he came home with nice shirts. <laughs> Poverty mindset. But every time in Indonesia I tried to wear something that wasn't, you know, looking nice, God restrained me. Every time when we went to, you know, one you know, I, we go something that's cheapest or free. If we could stay at a hotel or um, uh, stay at a church or an orphanage, that's where, because every penny we're going to save for the orphans. It's for the good cause. But in Indonesia, God said, no, you're going to stay at a hotel in Banda Aceh one night. <laughs> slowly. God set me free slowly. And our people are like, oh, are you serious? Is this our new level? Is this the, is this the new dispensation? <laughs> you know, even when we came, when we came back, I needed some shoes. And Chinwei and Elisa and I, we went shopping. And there were two, two different shoes that I wanted. One was expensive, so comfortable. The other one was, Still pricey, but I wouldn't spend that much. It was like $50, but it wasn't that comfortable. But this one was $150, which I've never spent that much money for a pair of shoes. But usually I would buy the cheaper one, right? The poverty mindset. But something restrained me even from buying that. And so I came home buying nothing. But whole week, I was like, something inside and then after church on Sunday, Benjamin, I think I need to go buy that shoes. I think, I think it's prophetic. <laughs> I think it's a sign of liberation. And he said, let's go, baby. And then we go. I told you the story, right? And we go in. And I look at the shoes. And I'm buying them. And then I look. And then there's another pair that's so beautiful. And so I call Benjamin. Benjamin, I'm free. He's like, What? God set me free. There, can I buy another pair? <laughs> he said, sure. And that day, I came out with like $230 of worth of shoes, two pairs. I've never done that. And, you know, when I go on mission trips, I take the, the you know, five ninety nine ones, and I leave the good ones. In Myanmar and Thailand, I took my $150 shoes. It was so comfortable. It was so comfortable. God set me free through restraining. Don't buy that. Don't do that. Don't eat that. Eat that. It felt like 
I had an unseen string, and if every time there was a boundary, God brought me back. And but you know what? It's not just once or twice. Through restraining, He set me free. But through restraining, He kept me in freedom. Because any other time, I want to go back into poverty mindset. But He restraining, He brings me back, and He keeps me free. The other day, Benjamin took me shopping, and he was just laughing. And he's like, Sonny, you are really free. <laughs> can you buy me this? Sure. Can you buy me this? Sure. Well, can you buy me this? Sure. This dress? My husband bought it for me. I'm free through restraining. And then I understand the right kind of restraining sets you free. Sets you free to enjoy the very blessings that God has given you. The right kind of restraining keeps you free. It does not allow you to go outside of the boundary of the freedom that Christ has set us free. Imagine yourself in the field. Beautiful. You know, like Madagascar, you know, the, the, the off the reserve, right? You want to remain in the reserve, right? Because you're protected, right? And so you imagine yourself in Madagascar, right? But then one side, it's a cliff. And so you fall, you die. Or at least you get bedridden for a few months. The other side, there's thorns. Thorns that hurt. Thorns that goes inside of your skin. Imagine yourself. But you're free to enjoy this place. But then God says, don't go near here and don't go near here. It's not to control you. It's to protect you. Because if you're playing, you know, what do you, you know, you, you, you like, what do you call those? Yeah, blind, you blindfold yourself and you play catch with your friends by the cliff. <laughs> and God is saying, don't play that over there. And you're saying, it's my ride. I'm free. And then you fall. Do you know how many months it's going to take for you to enjoy your freedom? Wow. You keep running into the thorns. This is hurting me. But it's my right. It's I'm free. Do you know how many months your loved ones are going to have to spend time plucking that thorns out of you? Hmm? Boundaries, the restraints of God are there to protect you and keep you free. You can't fight these kind of restraints. You hear me? Your level of obedience to these good restraints, in a sense, spiritually, it, it's building up safety walls so that you could be free right but then there's a wall that protects you you know it protects you there are two ways you can be restrained through direct word of direction do not go there there are times where benjamin was ready to go somewhere and the day before pastor daniels called and said i don't feel safe do not go and then, but I'm obligated to go. These people are waiting for me. These people are expecting me. And Pastor Daniel felt danger in our marriage. You know what? I don't care about that obligation. What's more important is your marriage. And you know what? Benjamin obeyed. Restraining. There are times where Pastor Daniels had told us, you know, told Benjamin, don't go to Philippines. And he shared with me. And that, what was funny was I had a dream. Can I be explicit? 
Because we're free here, right? We're free here. I had a dream that when he went to Philippines, he was sleeping, and a naked woman went inside of his door, snuck inside of his bed. And when he woke up, he found himself having sex with that woman. And he, but it wasn't even conscious inside. And so I felt the danger. And, and, and that's what Pastor Daniel felt. And he told Benjamin, it's dangerous, don't go. But when he shared, I felt like God was saying, it's, it's dangerous. But if he stayed with a man, a man of God, in the same room, and the, you don't do anything, you don't go shopping, you don't, go, you don't watch the TV, but any free time you seek the face of God, you're going to set people free. And Benjamin told that to Pastor Daniels, and Pastor Daniels says, yes, that's it. So you watch yourself. And he went, he had one of the amazing, powerful time there, setting people free, setting the other man free. Hmm? Direct word. But you know, when you obey those direct words enough, those words go inside of your heart. And after a while, you don't need your pastor. You don't need your mother to say, don't go over there. Even, even if they're not there, you are restrained in your heart. I can't go there. That doesn't please my father's heart. Mm, I can't do this. That doesn't please my father's heart. You see, direct words and restraining in your heart. Sons are restrained by the heart of a father. You know? Like, let me talk about Dell a little bit. In the beginning, oh my goodness, he fought against every type of restraints, right? Don't do this or do that. He said, why not? I don't understand. It's good. Seriously, you fought it, right? I don't get it. I don't understand. And then Pastor, we have to bring in Pastor Daniels. And then, and then Pastor Daniels said, we're not asking you to understand. We're just asking you to obey. But, you know, he, Pastor Daniel says it with so much love. He's like, I feel so loved. Okay. But you know what? Even now, our words are in Dell's heart. So we don't need to tell him anymore. He knows. He knows the restrictions. He knows the restraints. Did you know? I'm gonna, did you know that he had an opportunity to have, what's that guy's name? T.D. Jakes. To collide. Benjamin prayed about it and he said, no, don't do it. Because that has nothing to do with the vision of collide. You should, that's just using his fame. And you know what? He didn't fight it at all. I was so impressed, though. That was <laughs> hmm? being restrained by the heart of your father it shows the maturity of a son see right restraints keep you safe from the lies and the attacks of the enemy right restraints keep you free just like he kept me free from poverty mindset the right restraints empowers you to enjoy the blessings like I'm enjoying these beautiful, sexy shoes. Hmm? Right? Restraints sets you up for blessings and breakthrough. I told you in Indonesia, God kept me from dressing down. I always had to dress up. Even when I'm playing with the orphans, in the middle of playing with the orphans, the car comes and says, Pastor Sonny, get in. I go in and we're standing in front of the mayor, the highest man over that island. Asking him to bless the big open-air crusade. 
that we want to do there. And asking him to pay for most of it. <laughs> if I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts, standing in front of a mayor, you know what? It's like, who are you, you little girl? But I, I was already dressed for that meeting. But I didn't know when I dressed myself that morning. All I knew was I was restrained from wearing the shorts. You understand? God set me up for breakthroughs and blessings through his restraining. If you are fighting this power of restraint, you are on the wrong side. Fighting the wrong people. Pursuing bondage rather than freedom. The demoniac demoniac from Mark chapter 5, he was physically chained from hurting himself. But guess what? He fought it and continued to hurt himself. I'm going to read this to you. Ready? Mark chapter 5, starting at verse 1. Is it up there? They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with the chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs, in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. They were trying to restrain him from hurting himself. He kept cutting himself with stone. So he, they wanted to restrain him from cutting himself, from crying out, from living in the tombs. But he kept fighting those restraints of protection. When you're fighting against the restraints of protection, you know what you're doing? You're agreeing with demonic power. And you know what people did? This this, this demoniac that had no restraint, running around naked, screaming at night. They see Jesus come in the picture. Jesus sets him free and restrains him. This man is in clothes, restrained, seated in front of Jesus. And the Bible says, fear enter people and people ask Jesus, leave us. And the Bible says, so he got up and he left them. When you are When fear enters you and you want to fight against the restraints that protects you, you know what you're doing? You are asking Jesus to leave. But without Jesus, you cannot walk in freedom. Hmm? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But when you're fighting against his restraints, you are asking Jesus, please leave because we are afraid. Hmm? Stop fighting the wrong fight. You are fighting To be free from the restraints of freedom. And you are further hurting yourself. I want to talk about the old versus new. I I keep saying this over and over again so that you get it. That you're not in the old level anymore. You're in the new level. In the old level, you are restricted by fears and anxiety. The Lord says you are in this new level and you're free. You're free to walk in freedom. To set others free. In my old level, a few years ago, I was praying and praying, and God says this, give me your ministry to the orphans. I was like, what? God, 
I prepared my whole life. My whole identity is in ministering to the Lord. What do you mean? I don't understand. If you're going to take it away, why'd you even give it to me? And I'm fighting. I'm struggling. I feel restrained from doing the, the ministry that I feel called to do. You're restraining me. I'm struggling, fighting. The old level, you're struggling. You're fighting against the restraints of God. But then, many after many struggles, I surrender. And you know what I realized? If I did, if I fought, continued to fight against that restraint, you know where I would be right now? In China, somewhere, by myself, over one orphanage. I wouldn't have married Benjamin. His restraints set me up to marry this man, to pastor this church, to oversee many orphanages, not one. You see, his restraints are setting you up. In the new level... It's different. You know what I realized? Okay, I'm, can I just be real with you? In my new level, even recently, like earlier this year and last year, it frustrated me sometimes when the Spirit of God is here and you're not entering in. It's good. Come and taste it. But you're not entering. Come on. And I felt... I, I, I felt the need to urge you. That's why I said, stand up. Lift your hands. Open your mouth. Come on. It is good. Come and taste him. I felt. It, sometimes that gets tiring because can we just see and come and eat together? Do I have to always, like, make you come and eat? Hmm? It's like this, though. What I realized, like, a lot of you, it was good because, you know, I shift your atmosphere, you know, your, 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 your soul, and I shifted the atmosphere, and you were able to come and eat. But for some of you, when I did that, it did the opposite effect. It's like you wanted him, but then if you tell him to come, then I don't want him anymore. It's like when I was a teenager, I'm the fourth out of five, and so dishwashing was my thing. So a lot of times... I don't want to do it, but I know I have to. And so there are a lot of times where out of my own will, I would get up and walk towards the kitchen to do the dishes. And on my way, I hear my mom screaming, Sunny, go do the dishes! And then I don't want to do it. Yeah. I was going to do it. <laughs> but since you're telling me as if I wasn't going to do it, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Or if I do it, I'm going to do it with, like, negative attitude. Hmm? Getting, like, not liking you, mother. Right? But you know what? I was, to some of you, it had that effect. I wanted to raise my hands. I wanted to seek God. But now that you're telling me, I don't want to anymore. Or I wanted to serve God. But now that you tell me to serve God this way, I don't want to anymore. Something's not right inside for both you and me. In our old level. Hmm? My, even my urge, my need to somehow make you eat this. Something, you know, something wasn't right. And then your feeling of, if I don't want to do it anymore, that wasn't right either. That's old level though. We were free. In this new level, man, I am walking in this new level of freedom I've never experienced. I could eat what I want to eat. And I don't feel like I don't lack anything. Hmm? I could worship God and I don't have to worry about you all. I'm just free to worship my Jesus. But you know what God told me? You know why I feel so free? Because God said, Sonny, when they were young, yeah, you have to watch them. You can't let Alethea run out into the streets by herself. It's to protect her. But when your children grow up, you don't 
have to. So in this new level, God says, step aside, sonny. Give your missions department to your sons and daughters. I didn't fight it at all. I was actually excited. I was excited to obey. Why? Because he's setting me up. To tell the truth, as your missions pastor right now, I don't know what God has for me in my next level, higher level. When I give up this position as a missions pastor, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm not really retiring. But I'm so excited. I'm so excited because it's beyond what I could understand in my head. Hmm? And when you're free, you're not afraid. You're not afraid. You see, God is telling you and I, we're in this new level and you're free to worship him. You're free to serve him. I'm not going to tell you where and how. You're free. But we're going to all enter into the new level of devotion to Christ. We're going to enter into the new level of intimacy with Jesus. I want to end with this. In this new level, there's a prophetic unction. You're already free. Say, I'm already free. free. But when you feel something that is not freedom, do not take it as yours because you're already free. You hear me? When you don't feel free, it's not yours. Stand in the gap and use what you are feeling and experiencing as word of knowledge to pray for others that are bound. Do you feel disconnected? It's not you. Do you feel like you don't fit here? You feel like no one is for you? Do you feel like you don't belong? Do you feel like you are stuck? Do you feel like people are against? Do you feel like people are taking what is rightfully yours? When you are feeling these things, it's prophetic. It's not you because you are already free. You're free. So it's not this bondage, feelings of bondage, thoughts of bondage. It's not yours. God is saying, let me use your emotions. Let me use your thoughts. You're feeling this? Rise up. Prophetically intercede and set others free. Amen? Today, God wants to expose and break every lie of the enemy that keeps us from walking in the fullness of freedom that Christ has set us free from. Amen? I want you to stand up right now. And I want you to think about those lies. Maybe some of the lies that you lived with. Maybe you have that, 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 that rebellious thing inside of you. Well, if you tell me to do it, I don't want to do it. Right? The, the lie of the enemy that all restraints are bad. The lie of the enemy that, that you must fight against all restraints. The lie of the enemy that you don't possess the freedom. Can you just expose it in your mind and in your heart? Break the power of those lies. Today, you're going to enter into the next level of freedom in your life. In your walk with God. You are free, my brother, my sister. Hmm? In the presence of God, I want you to, you know, I don't even want to tell you what to do. If you want to lift your hands, lift your hands. If you want to kneel, kneel. If you want to do whatever you need to do to focus your mind and your heart to Jesus. To sensitize your senses to the Spirit of God. Do whatever it takes. Father, right now we stand before you. And we thank you, God, that you are setting us free. You are catapulting us into the new level of freedom. God, many of us, we have been restricted by fear and anxiety that the enemy spoke over our lives. But from this moment on, God, you are removing those limitations. You are removing those restrictions. And we're going to walk in our freedom. We're going to set others free. We're going to be free to love.
we expose and break every lie of the enemy. And we embrace this new level of restraining. You know, I believe in this new level, God is going to increase restraining. But it's good restraining. It's restraining in your heart. Where you are moved by your father's heart. Where you will not go anywhere beyond what your father desires. You would just says, even before you speak to your father, you would just know in your heart. We embrace this new level of restraining right now. Embrace this new level of restraining. And some of you, God is saying, I'm, I, I'm, I want to anoint you today. With a new level of anointing, with the prophetic unction to set others free. I want you to just hear and embrace this new level of anointing. And as you embrace this, I wanna I wanna I wanna pray for some of you. You know what, Pastor? I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Well, some of you I did, but I ran away from the boundaries. It's like you're living in the tombs, naked. You're afraid, but Jesus is here to set you free. Jesus is here to clothe you. You ran away from the restrainings of the Spirit, and the Lord is calling you back to His safe arms. He's saying, my my son, my daughter, will you run into my arms where I can protect you, where I can set you free, where I can keep you safe. If that's you and you're ready, you're ready to run into the arms of your heavenly father. You're ready to run back to the restraining of his protection. You're ready to, to enter into that relationship with Jesus Christ. Will you raise your hands? Let me pray for you. Yes, I see those hands. Come on, you want to rededicate your life to God? You want to, you want to enter into that personal relationship where you are restricted and restrained by His love. He wants to clothe you today. This is what I want us to do. Can I have my, my lay pastors come to the front? And I want to invite you, those of you who raise your hand. I want to run into the arms of God today. Or some of you, you already have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you always fought restraint. You felt this opposition in your heart against all kinds of restraint. But God is setting you free. And you want to walk in that new level. You want to embrace that restraint. Come on, come. Come and let our pastors pray for you and set you free and catapult you into that new level of restraining where you are safe, where you are protected. And some of you, God is calling you. You're prophetic, my son. You're prophetic, my daughter. I'm here to anoint you. God wants to anoint some of you with the next level anointing so that from this moment on you don't subject yourselves to the to the negative feelings and negative thoughts that you don't you don't subject yourselves to the discouragement but you see it as a word of knowledge to set others free you want to be anointed in this new grace in your new prophetic unction I want you to come to the front and we will anoint you our pastors We'll pray for you.